0: Okay. So yeah, I will wait for the topic to be in. And we will start discussing. And then I will send these both over to Rob when we're done, I guess.
1: There we go. Constructing metaphysics and gaming as opposed to ground.
0: Yes. Okay. So to so hello robots. Hello, Catrice. We're good to uh, discuss what this uh the topic today is construction constructive metaphysics and gaming as opposed to growing which is actually which actually shows that Catrice probably knows what i'm talking about Something. <laughs> okay so what i was specifically referring to is a uh, game metaphysics that is specifically engineered into the game rather than metaphysics that happens naturally around the table because games all have innate metaphysics that you might not realize you're interacting with but they definitely exist is that something that you want to dispute Catrice?
1: no i i think that's actually pretty clear i could probably find some way to dispute it but not off the top of my head
0: okay so uh, what i want i want to hear your thoughts on this and what your initial intentions with Sayorsa's intended metaphysics is because Seorsa has a fair amount of intended metaphysics as i would define it
1: oh god probably a lot to to get on to this specifically though because i've used metaphysics in more than one way exactly which definition are you working with so i know what to to actually cover
0: (laughs) the the metaphysics uh of how the universe is constructed uh, like innate rules to how universes need to be constructed in your game for your game to function is the exact definition if I have to narrow it down.
1: That actually works really well. Okay, great. Yeah. So, yeah. The, the idea that you have to design the universe in a way that actually works for the game to work, um, that actually is something that I put a lot of thought into for my game Zorza because there's a lot of stuff in it that the only way that this works is because the setting allows it to work and it's stuff that I had to build into the game by default so for example like an idea of I wanted to have status effects be a large part of combat. Like, in a normal game, it's like, okay, I'm going to cripple the enemy, I'm going to hamstring them. It's like, okay, you've crippled this enemy, they're never moving, like, at full speed ever again, without, like, months of rest kind of thing. It's like, okay, that's not an effective game thing, because it means status effects are ridiculously Powerful, in which case they become so powerful that usually games have to nerf them in other ways because binary on or off state is too strong, so too powerful to do anything with so one of the things I set up is like this idea of a global magical dampening field around this particular planet that the game takes place on that prevents a lot of things from happening in a negative way. So like that is temporary uh stuff like um uh, if you have like if you get to hamstrung like for example like we were just covering then you feel the pain from it you get the temporary effect of yes you are not able to move the muscles in your leg properly anymore like you have the mechanical effects of it temporarily but it is not actually physically harming you, it just feels like it and then it goes away. So you can apply status effects like setting someone on fire and you don't need a fire extinguisher nearby, they will eventually go out on their own and it probably won't have killed them. Maybe.
0: And even if it did, they'll be back in a week
1: yeah That actually would probably be like overnight or even less but the point is like this is something that's built into this setting in such a way that if this did not exist you couldn't really have these mechanics take place uh same thing like the purpose of the game like a lot of the backstory a lot of everything revolves around the idea that the metaphysics in this setting is that um to become like a godlike entity to ascend beyond mortality basically focuses on the idea that you understand yourself at such a intrinsic degree that it's not just like oh i really like fire there before i become the god of fire it's more like you become like the embodiment of this concept is the thing that you value above all else like you're not just a pyromaniac kind of thing you are the very essence of what it is to be a firebug kind of thing there's probably better examples and i'm probably on a government watch nest now but whatever it's fine <laughs> point is that like you have to match like your mind body and soul all together in this kind of uh matching thing where it's like there's no dissonance between like what you desire and what you think like if there's any interruption or anything that would prevent you from just doing exactly what it is that you believe to be the most important thing to you. Like, that would prevent you from being able to attain the state of godhood. So, if you don't have that, basically the whole game falls apart. Now this works in other games as well to a degree. Like, most other games aren't quite as picky about this kind of thing
0: uh for example there is an innate metaphysics in uh, i'm gonna say about 90 percent of rpgs where fire does not work like fireworks fire is generic is just a generic thing that hurts and doesn't have any other properties except maybe being big and occasionally spreading but
1: yeah i Fire does have metaphysical properties in some games, though. So, uh, for example, um, since a lot of games are based on elements, Mm -hmm. like, especially the four Greek elements that we're most used to, like the earth, air, fire, and water thing. Yes,
0: the the thing that the old reality is clearly constructed from. Yes,
1: (laughs) yeah well, in many games, it is constructed from those things, and fire may not just be fire for the sake of being fire. it might actually be something more than fire like there are definitely games that do more with it, like magical fire in d and d for example, is not the same as regular fire, like magical fire does not innately go out on its own, like if you have. A fire elemental from the elemental plane of fire it's not the same thing as just yeah i started like a fire in my fireplace it's like these are two very different things one of them's a more pure form of the idea of fire rather than just a physical embodiment that happens to be uh, rapid oxidization so it, it does have some differences there. Like, there would be a difference between something that is pure 100%, the purest water that it's absolute H2O, that's it, nothing else, no contaminants, nothing in it. Like, this does not exist on Earth, even if we screen for it and purify the water, like, a hundred times in a row. There's, like, still small amounts of things that are not Pure water in it.
0: Like uh, laboratory condition distilled water is actually extremely close to being pure water. It is extremely
1: close. It's just yep. not a hundred percent exactly. Yep. It's you can get it close enough that you can use it in like a nuclear reactor and it won't cause problems. But there is always going to be like small tiny contaminants, and it. it's not a hundred percent pure. It's close enough for basically any mundane physical thing that we can think of but it's it's not the same thing as pure water as you'd get on like the idea of magical water which is just water nothing else just pure water and that might actually make a difference in some settings like if you have a being that needs to feed on pure water and you give them salt water this might kill them like, it, it's, it's pure salt water. It's like, yeah, but salt water means there's salt in the water. And you call it salt water because it's not water, it's water with salt. And this thing might not be okay with something that is not pure water. You could drown your water elemental in salt water, which would be kind of awkward. That actually sounds like something you'd get out of Shadowrun off the top of my head.
0: Yeah, that's, that does actually sound like something. Yeah, Shadowrun is... Okay, so Shadowrun is simultaneously a very good example for this, for this, and a horrible example, because it has a lot of implicit constructed metaphysics, but absolutely no intentional constructed metaphysics, is what I would say
1: yeah it's it's weird in that way well there are some things that are constructed intentionally but you mostly find them in like the novels and such Mm -hmm. but the issue is that the way they've set up their world is like there's a lot of different ways to do magic for example so it's like any magic system you can come up with will probably work so it's like yeah i'm i'm mage i like study uh i study magic as a science like if i do this exact thing in this exact order with these exact materials this exact effect will happen as long as i do it at this exact day if i do it on this other day everything gets fucked up because you know they're like that kind of thing but the idea is that there are rules that you could learn for that kind of magic or you could contact a spirit instead and do magic in a completely, totally different style of way of doing things, and it still works.
0: More to the point, and what's more interesting about the like, what has more innate, uh, how should I phrase this, reflection on the magic is both of those produce similar results or results that echo and reflect in a, the same way, if that makes sense. Like...
1: Yeah, kind of like you get basically the same end result for the most part, even if you go to the through it through a different path to get there. Unless you meant it in a different way. <laughs> Sorry, you would cut out for a moment. I did not hear your yep. response.
0: But that was because I was typing something oh and i that. muted myself so you couldn't hear me type
1: that anyway
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes um anyway uh, so yeah uh the, what would you okay so talking about oh god what was i gonna say i've been reading exalted lore again because for horrible, horrible reasons. Uh-huh.
1: I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> Actually, I'm not, going. on. I just wanted an yep. excuse to say that.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Um, anyway, uh, so Exalted uh, thinks that it its uh, physics is works a very certain way. But in practice, the implications of its physics do not line up with what it states its physics to be. Which is interesting.
1: I mean, I can see that in a lot of fantasy settings. Like, there's a lot of things that if you say, oh, that this totally works this way, and then it's like, okay, so if we follow how this works logically, then this other thing must work this way. Also, the planet must explode.
0: (laughs) In fairness, creation wouldn't explode, because creation's already exploding.
1: Okay, in that particular case. but <laughs> yeah. it, it is the kind of way that things get really weird sometimes. So could you give an example from in, exalted? In Paris, actually I will
0: say this isn't actually a problem with exalted. Uh, like uh, like how I stated it, it's not actually a problem in a weird way because uh, literally physics being messed up and no, things not working the way they're supposed to is an established thing that is a part of the setting.
1: I guess that bypasses a lot of issues.
0: Uh, More specifically, um, the world got really fucky when uh, a long time ago uh, somebody decided that instead of sorcery being exclusive to gods uh, and demigods, it should be available to anyone who wants to learn sorcery.
1: Yeah, I, I can kind of see why that would cause all sorts of issues there. Especially if it was, like, you know, somebody's decision to make that happen.
0: Oh, yes, it was a very intentional message. Uh, somebody very intentionally went in and edited the laws of physics, so it worked that way. And you can do that because the laws of physics in the Exalted Earth... Uh, this is the part where there's a lot of disconnect because theoretically, uh, the, the laws of physics are designed like on paper. The laws of physics are designed like as the rules and unions of a can't uh, and declarations of a council uh, from bureaucracy. But what there actually are is a programming language.
1: Yeah, With... that makes sense. I mean, that might actually be how they work in reality too. It's weird, but. This means you basically had Prometheus gave fire to man, and in fire it was fireball in this case.
0: <laughs> uh, sort of. Uh, I know I, this is a derail, but what have? But uh, basically, one some demigod, uh, because that was uh, that embodying the, the virtue of fairness and wonder, decided. Oh no! It's unfair that certain that certain people have no way to affect their fate and no way to make the world into what they want it to be I should fix that
1: and unfortunately
0: they have the power to do so
1: this is one of the arguments about um, you know fairness may not necessarily be a good idea in a lot of cases because just because something's unfair doesn't mean it doesn't work Yep. You can have a totally fair system which is horribly broken. It's like, uh, yes, an eye for an eye is totally fair. That doesn't mean we should actually run society that way.
0: Yes. Um, to, uh, because I'm sorry, I'm going to talk about Exalted for a little bit
1: because
0: it's on my head a And there's like a lot, Exalted is a bunch of interesting ideas that were handled there. Questionably. Anyway, uh, so one of the major uh, things that screwed up the world of Exalted was they made a bunch of people that embodied virtues perfectly and had them run the world. And what happened was uh, they caused a lot of problems. By uh um,
1: how could that not have been the case? I mean sorry, uh nobody <laughs> could have seen this coming.
0: Nobody could have seen this coming. Soul Invictus rules heaven perfectly too. Uh soul Invictus does not rule heaven. Uh, I mean Soul Invictus doesn't rule heaven perfectly. Clearly Soul Invictus is the one running heaven. N- nobody else. <laughs> sorry. Uh so my <laughs> oh, god. Yeah, that, that's about all I wanted to say about that. I, because, oh, no, I will go down a major rabbit hole.
1: But. No, it is still a good point, though, that, like, even just that, it's like, this is part of the metaphysics in the game, is that, like, oh, we had individual people that embodied certain virtues or concepts or ideas, and we made them able to do this, this idea, like, The embodiment of fairness inside. Okay, that's A. Probably not a good idea. B giving them anything to enact this concept of fairness to everybody else. Probably a worse idea.
0: Yeah. Um very specifically, like the very start of Exalted Sagan in the first place is okay so a bunch of titans uh these are the primordial gods standard term for primordial gods uh created create uh, made creation out of chaos because they wanted to define parts of chaos to put their ideas down and what and when they made creation they also created up uh they also were like messing around with concepts and would you know what we should make a perfectly virtuous individual who embodies all virtues and uh when the perfectly virtuous uh, individual who embodies all virtues saw his creators for about 30 seconds with oh god i need to i need to, I need to fix destroy you. all these people because they, they are, are they are incredibly terrible actually and they and everything they're doing is just creating nothing but cruelty and suffering in the world they created so mm-hmm. but none of the gods are were, and were allowed to you know fight the titans because that was built in full of programming so what the gods did was they gave their divine essence to mortals to because mortals don't have a restriction for not killing titans because you know why would why would you give why would you prevent uh Ants from being able to hurt you. Like, what? Why would that? And do us
1: bullet ants were invented.
0: Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and that's just basically. And things have just been going, getting steadily worse from there. Uh, in fairness, they did destroy the titans, and that was probably a good thing.
1: Probably. Yeah. It- it is odd though that these kinds of things come up as fairly consistent within mythologies, like the idea of oh, we're gonna make this being of like pure goodness. It's like define goodness. Yes. It's like you might have maybe bitten off a little bit more than you can chew there, or, like, it doesn't have to be, like, that a pure goodness, but pure anything, like...
0: Theoretically, constructing such a thing would be easy for a divinity to grasp or something that is defining these things from the basic building blocks, but unfortunately, uh, we have to do people who have to, like, go back and try to figure out how to do things from that perspective, and uh, that is where the impossibility lies.
1: I don't think it's even just the impossibility, it's more so the issue that when you create something that is pure of anything, like a pure distilled embodiment of a thing, it's not going to tend to behave in a way that you desire, regardless of what the nature of that base thing is, because usually it's tempered by other concepts around it. Like It doesn't exist in a vacuum, usually. So it's like if we look at the thing like, oh, uh, fire, or humility, or any of these concepts, like they're usually not a huge problem because it's like, oh well, fire's not really that bad. You can do things to put it out. like it needs oxygen or some sort of fuel to fire to maintain the fire. It's not just fire as it exists as an idea. it's it's it requires fuel to burn, it requires actual stuff to burn on like if you do not have something to burn then there's no fire you can put a fire out if you put the embodiment of fire into a location it's like it no longer has that limitation it's going to start doing things that you don't want it to do because it's now an isolated concept it's not limited by The other things around it it's like yes we surrender we surrounded this pure god of fire with water oh they have set the water on fire we did not consider that a possibility it's like well maybe you should have
0: yeah uh, uh uh so there's something that we're like getting at that i don't actually believe a lot here and that's entirely on me and that's you do not need a perfectly logically consistent world You do not need your physics to make one hundred percent sense. You cannot do that, actually. That's impossible. Don't I don't is trying, but
1: No, I, I, I think that's fairly accurate. Like we're flawed individuals. We we can't grasp these concepts to the nth degree. Like you can iterate it out a few steps if you're good at thinking about this sort of thing, but there's always going to be some player that will take whatever concept that you've built and they're going to extrapolate it out to a degree that you were not able to think of and it's going to be like oh god what have you done like this is not a bad thing though that's actually part of what i think is actually an interesting part about like world design and such is you don't need it to be 100 percent accurate you don't need it to be perfect you just need it to be good enough that, you know, the bullying, suspension, disbelief can maintain it without much effort. Like, people want to believe in these worlds. They want to believe in these settings. They want the rules to work well enough, and when something comes up that it's like, well, actually, if we think about this, it's like, yeah, but if if we followed it exactly as it it would logically work the game would be unplayable. So it's okay if there's a little bit of wiggle room to make things actually work.
0: Yeah, and it's okay if they... Uh, it's, um, and there is something I want to talk about that in, uh, implicitly in a lot of RPGs that I feel is very on this topic that you might argue with me. Uh, basically, uh, fictional logic is the default, not physical law. Like if, if you don't think if you think something should work as a like if you have to go, okay, how does this work? It's gonna work like how what's coherent to how fiction portrays it rather than oh rather than how the universe actually works. Uh, I know that a lot of people have fun with like, oh I, I have an ice spell, so therefore I can do all kinds of fucky things with physics because
1: i i see your argument it's like we can only interact with things in the way that we understand them so that like there there is the quote that well yeah truth is stranger than fiction but there's the remainder of the quote or a further quote based on it that is like it only makes sense that truth is stranger than fiction after all fiction has to stick to possibilities Reality doesn't have that constraint. Reality can do really weird things that we do not understand why it does that.
0: Yeah, because if we fully understood physics, uh, there uh, we'd be done with physics. We'd win.
1: Kind of. Or at least we'd be like, okay, we now know how to how to cheat. It's basically just we know the rules. We know how things are broken we know what exploits there are now we can cheat at the game of life yep. but, but in we're... in terms of the game though in terms of the game the issue is if the players don't actually know how gravity works in reality because they're not a physicist like you practically need to be one to understand how gravity works because it's actually really complicated. <laughs> like, yep. the basic high school version of physics, which explains gravity, it's like, that's basically wrong. But it's enough that you understand how things kind of work. It's close enough that for most situations, it's okay, we can run with this. We can play a game with it. Mm-hmm. Under this set of rules, we wind up with, like, Falcon orbiting the Sun inside Mercury's for a bit, but that's because we're, we're understanding it wrong. But that's fine.
0: Yeah. Uh, and under, yeah, it's like there are the fact that gravity, the, the constant of gravity on Earth is actually different depending on where on Earth you are is not going to be relevant for 90% of your uh, equations. And ninety percent of the time, you're just gonna like assume that things are gonna roughly l- work like Earth, regardless of what shape your planet is. You, know, yeah. you don't assume like gravity more or less works the same. Although you also assume that giant lizards can fly. So,
1: I mean, that's <laughs> not even an assumption. That's just truth. Everybody knows that once a lizard gets to a certain size, it can fly, even if it doesn't have wings. It's just
0: yeah, how they uh, deal with it. Yeah, yeah. What i was saying is. There is no reasonable physical model of something with a dragon with a wingspan like they're portrayed with would be able to get off the ground. But let's
1: see. This is why I have actually taken that into account.
0: Of course, you have. Your so nobody is a little liar. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, but that's that actually bugs me. That kind of thing. So it's like I actually have dragons built so that they do have like a hydrogen bladder to both produce flame and be able to reduce reduce their effect of weight a bit, but they also have like their rib cage is actually shaped in such a way that it basically is the shape of uh, a a rune shaped spell. So it reduces their mass but not their but not their actual weight. so was that reversed I don't
0: that, it, that is it. definitely reversed It, it reduces yeah the it's def- yeah it makes
1: more sense reversed yeah yeah, yeah. Yes, it reduces the weight but not the master yeah. so this is what happened when i'm not thinking clearly but anyway that's, that's, that's the, the point is though that it means that they suck at turning because they can fly but they're not actually able to turn very well because they still have a mass which is much, much more dense than they actually than they actually weigh. Yeah. It does allow them to fly though, because they're light enough to fly, but yeah, they're turning socks. So it separates them from the other flying characters and stuff. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. But-
1: So, when it comes to metaphysics like this, these kinds of things can actually inform gameplay itself. So, like I just mentioned with dragons, this idea actually means that the different types of uh, species in my game that can fly, they actually have different properties to them. Like, a dragon, by default, without specific training or uh, abilities learned basically needs a fairly long runway to get up to speed so they can actually take off in flight or they need to jump off a cliff first or something like that whereas like cuba in the same setting they can just hover above the ground and take off like full-on vertical takeoff and landing they can do that at will they're much more maneuverable But they're not as fast so it's like there's there's benefits and downsides to these things but it's only because the metaphysics of the game world itself existed that this mechanic actually got built into the game but it's actually kind of a good mechanic because it means that even if you have two characters with flight they actually don't work exactly the same way in how they fly. Like, to some players, they'll actually not like that. They won't like that the idea is, oh, well, it's not flight is flight, it's like there's different types of flight. But for some players, they'll really like that, okay, you might be the really fast flyer, but I can do loop-to-loops and you can't kind of thing. Like, that could actually be useful in certain circumstances.
0: Like, for example, if if there, if there your guardian angel decides that uh, a good challenge that would teach the team cooperation is, we're going to have an obstacle maze, and one of you can, uh, the dragons can immediately fly over, because, you know, of a fucking dragon, and if it has random springs that launch things into the air, that launch the walls into the air at intervals, that's going to stop the dragon, but it's not going to stop the QB, really.
1: Kind of, though. Let's let's be fair. In this case, like, the dragon's c- concept is they tend to go through walls.
0: Yeah. I guess that was a bad example.
1: You, you can build walls they can't go through, but one of their innate things uh, part of their physiology uh, is they are like the base um, benefits they get just for being a dragon is that yes they can punch through stone walls this is just something that they can innately do even a weak dragon can just kind of do that if they're in a bad mood
0: so even if you like dump your strength as much as possible you can still just kind of go oh it's just a stone wall okay bye
1: yeah pretty much This is part of why the stats are no longer like you don't have X strength in terms of you are physically stronger. It's more so that you have the skill to leverage your strength properly. So if you had zero strength, it wouldn't mean that you're not strong necessarily. In most cases it would. It would... But you could have somebody who has enormous amounts of brute force at their disposal, but they have no way to accurately aim it at a specific target kind of thing. So it's well, like
0: I'm, I'm pretty sure 90 percent of the giant spider people are stronger than 90 than basically every cubi, but it wouldn't be much a it wouldn't be the type of RPG you wanted to be if every giant spider person could innately, was innately just you know better at punching than every cubi.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's, there's some modifiers with like you can magically have mint stuff and things like that. So it's
0: punching's a bad example because the giant spiders yeah. always kick, but you know what I mean.
1: Usually kick, yeah. Yeah, you get the idea. But concept <laughs> is though that like you can theoretically have like. An extremely strong character who has, like, an ability to just bulldoze through things in a straight line. But it's like, I want you to punch this table. And it's like, they might actually have a hard time actually aiming at the table. Like, they could hit it at, they might get a glancing blow on it, but they have sheer force, but no finesse to actually position their strength in like a way that they'll connect with the table directly. They might flip the table off to the side, but actually breaking it in half down the middle might actually be almost impossible for them to do. Anyway. But anyway, yeah. yeah it's...
0: That's, that, this is veering into actual physics a lot. <laughs> rather than you know the, cons- the construction of how physics works instead of you know
1: yeah but, but I, uh... I mean that's part of the yeah. physics of a world like the metaphysics of the world also include the actual physics of a world to a degree as well like
0: yes uh, and for, to put it the way that i like to put it and you can dispute this if you want is in order to de- define what is defining the physics you need to actually define the physics
1: Yeah, I actually can't argue. (laughs) It is kind of a default thing that you need to do. It's like you can't say what physics are until you define what you're talking about when you mean physics. Because, like, even in reality, like, we had periods where, like, gravity did not exist for a time, which is awkward to think about. But If you follow like the Big Bang theory of the universe, like it may not be accurate, but it probably is, or at least something close to it, then when you look at that, it's like at certain temperatures, if the temperature is beyond like a ridiculous high amount that we have difficulties wrapping our minds around, the fundamental forces of nature, like electromagnetics and uh, physics, that define gravity they just kind of blur together and kind of stop working in the way that we think they do and
0: fairness, when... part, of that, part of that is somewhat explained but impossible to calculate in that uh, no, I, I don't want to get into that
1: yeah it, it, it's interesting stuff, it's fun to look up and read about but it it does it has, tend to cause a headache,
0: and it has absolutely no place in any reasonable RPG. You, if your if your RPG has uh, has high energy physics in it, it better you better have a pretty good justification for it. <laughs> to a de-
1: to a degree, I mean there there are some things that at least mention it, like. If you look at something like my gamer or D&D for example they both have like concepts of like the idea of a prime material plane or something similar to it right yeah. where there's an infinite number of ways that things could have worked out so every possible variation of you know physics that we could have wound up with in some of these planes exist like canonically, there there's going to be a plane where gravity is lighter, one where it's heavier, one where it doesn't work anything like we're used to, one where uh, things of like exotic co- matter co- exist on a regular basis.
0: Yeah, of course, the standard definition of D and D gravity is, by default, you stand on the ground. Uh, you, if you do, if the only thing that is actually physically defined in the better construct of D, although this is not how people play it is if you fall from a certain height you will take a certain random amount of damage mm. it is not even consistent because uh
1: there's no way to model that unfortunately
0: yeah yeah, I know. There but... is it's 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 a perfectly reasonable abstraction for what they're trying to do, but it does mean that according to the actual laws of physics of D anD D, level yeah. is a thing that is real.
1: Mm-hmm. Because if you are a higher level, you will not die from falling from the same height as easily.
0: Yes, and there are certain spells that are just in, that intrinsically are doing a check of a metaphysical property of you in order to determine whether you can cons- whether you can conceivably do perform them.
1: Yeah, which is a little bit weird, but again, this is a form of metaphysics, as you are mentioning, like the idea of a level. Many games don't have a level. Um, I make it a little bit more solid than most games, where yes, your level exists. It exists in setting. The setting is aware that having a level is something that people have like this is something you can actually check it's not like just an abstract concept it also is limited by that uh dissonance between like your your mind and soul kind of thing if they do not resonate very well with one another then it restricts your maximum level like it does not work well together
0: uh, I will say that you should probably mention that at a certain point there you stopped talking about D and D and start talking about Seorza.
1: Oh yeah, I I think I said it in my game, but yeah, in in Seorza, yeah, this is a bit more clearly defined than it is even in D and D. Like D and D has it as it, idea.
0: yeah D and D, it's like implicit and it is it physically exists, but it's not like. Oh, this is an actual construct that pe- that people are supposed to be aware of and exploiting
1: yeah it's a bit weird in d and d how it it tries to skirt around the issue of level being a thing, but then you have like Gavar said there's 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 spells that based on your level, it changes the nature of the spell like it it doesn't matter like how many how strong of will you are and such like the sleep spell will reduce will put x amount of people to sleep based on their hit points or their hit dice depend on addition so your hit dice or your your level it's like this is actually used in the calculation for this spell and it actually changes the nature of it in D. so it's it's just weird though that it's like oh well in D, yes we know that this is totally a thing we know that levels are a thing but nobody actually knows about levels like mages and wizards and sorcerers they don't actually know that levels are a thing but they're totally a thing that they base their spells off of
0: well what's really weird is uh. You could conduct a very simple experiment as a wizard to determine that spells, that levels are real.
1: Yeah. Yeah, actually. I mean, we could determine that in reality as well. And to be entirely truthful, I'm not entirely certain that levels may not exist.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, that aside, uh, uh we've been rambling for a bit. Uh, uh, is there anything else I want to talk about? Any other specific examples or anything that's worth keeping in mind when we're talking about this? I'm drawing a blank, but... So, Catrice, do you have anything you want to talk about?
1: Um, I think... Actually, one thing that does kind of matter that I think is important is kind of what we were just sort of dancing around. And that was the nature of the very title of this is Constructive Metaphysics in Gaming as Opposed to Grown, like natural ones, like ones that just inherently exist rather than things that you have intentionally created and fleshed out. There, I do think that there is a substantial difference in between, like, the idea of, say, the idea of levels as something that we've included within the system, but, and it kind of exists within the game world, but we haven't really thought about it. It wasn't something that we built into the setting as an intentional idea that characters are aware consciously that this is a thing.
0: Yeah, we actually haven't been keeping to the title very well. We've been mostly actually talking about construction, about uh, the grown ones rather than the constructed ones other, outside of your game, where everything is where everything is carefully grown and groomed like some type of weird bonsai tree. Metaphysics.
1: I, I don't see an issue with this. I mean, some people might be like, I can see why people would be upset about bonsai kittens, but this is bonsai physics so it doesn't have the cute cuddly factor going for it like if you look at some of those equations they are hideous just deal with (laughs) it but the idea of like having things that you do intentionally though is actually different than things that just kind of happen like not even just intentionally but things that you have gone out of your way to build into the setting and the game's rules in such a way that the players are actually aware of this and their characters are also aware of it. Like, my game explicitly details the idea of hit points, not just as an abstraction, but yes, they do exist. The characters are aware that hit points are A finite resource, and when they run out, you just basically pass out normally. Like, they know that it's a thing that until you run out of hit points, you may as well have infinite hit points. Like, it is a binary state. Do you have hit points, or no? Actually, it's a trinary state because there's negative hit points. But still.
0: What? okay okay you have to go you have to you explained all that and i was with you until you said negative hit points and I'm like,
1: oh. okay okay the basic idea there is again the mag- global magical dampening field like hit points are essentially it will it's tied into your solar spirit directly and it basically prevents you from taking physical harm so you essentially have like the equivalent of an energy shield around you. If you somebody cuts off your arm, your arm does not get cut off. You can feel the pain as though it was cut off, but it, it's a temporary pain. It goes away after a few seconds. It's just there to last long enough that cutting off somebody's arm in a fight is an effective way to disarm them, rather literally, except it's not quite literal in this case. The thing is, when you hit zero hit points, you basically that field collapses, and all of the pain that you would have felt up until that point just kind of all gets dumped on you at the same time. It's like, this is no longer shielding you from this. Your brain just kind of shuts down and says, I'm not dealing with this shit. I I can't deal with this. I'm, I'm going over here now, wake me when, when it's over. And you just kind of pass out in most cases. This does not kill you, though. It just renders you unconscious. You're basically out of the fight. You can go into the negative hit points, though, up to like your normal maximum hit points, which is basically, this is your actual physical body that's taking damage now. In most um. cases.
0: Um, I have a question that is a bit weird. And uh, is there a guaranteed stopper point at zero, or is there, a, or do you almost always take physical damage if you reach below zero? Uh,
1: it's basically like a, a. That's what like the dump of all of the pain at once does, like any amount yeah of, no, you're, it, you're misunderstanding my it just sets you to zero instead of immediately going negative
0: yeah okay
1: no. so you if you were at one hit point you take a hundred damage for some odd reason then you're at zero like it just stops yeah. at zero normally then something would have no. to choose to keep hitting you after you're no longer a threat normal on that like one of the metaphysical rules again nagetsu and have multiple tails so these are astral forms like they have a physical embodiment but you can actually like once they go into like below zero they don't go unconscious like other characters do they can choose to just stay conscious but every time they get hit it doesn't matter for how much they basically lose one of their tails because they st- they lose their physical embodiment of the tails and they just have like a magical astral projection of it so they can take as many extra hits beyond that as they have tails once they lose those it doesn't kill them though it just basically forces them out of the physical plane so they basically lose their physical form temporarily and they'll just reform in about a day
0: do you reform with the same number of tails once you're fully reformed or
1: uh, not unless you get to feed on something
0: oh okay so they, need to, you...
1: they need to get the energy back for it
0: yeah but if you feed properly, you have a default tail state that is not right yes yeah. okay so I know, I'm a... carry on sorry I need to drop you
1: there. I don't even remember what I was going to say. it probably wasn't that important but uh, it sounds like you were gonna ask something though
0: yeah, I did anyway um I wasn't uh... <laughs> Okay,
1: well, in any case, the idea is that when you intentionally construct something in this way, it's not quite the same as implicit things that you were not thinking about that just kind of makes sense. Like when the players sit down and they're like, okay, I have hit zero hit points, I guess I'm dead, huh? And it's like, that's not really a lot of thought put into it it's it's like yeah you might just say yeah when you hit zero hit points you're dead it's like okay what happens when i revive a zombie what happens with its hit points at zero or a lich kind of character like you normally can't kill them if you don't kill like a phylactery or something how does hit points work in that situation and it's like if you haven't constructed this in a certain way to work with it then it's not actually going to necessarily make sense. And it's not okay. even just that. It also doesn't create gameplay.
0: You're making very, very good points, but I'm distracted by a very silly tw- uh, thing in the room. Do liches exist in Seorza?
1: They do. It's, there's actually a lich college, and it's a playable class. It's uh, technically a prestige class. It's something you can become as a summoner. And one so, of the prerequisites is you have to be able to revive yourself somehow. Because part of the the act of becoming a lich is you basically kill yourself and then you revive yourself after you're dead.
0: Oh, the, my internet did not like that. that. That answer came out pretty crunchy. But I think I got the gist. Um,
1: Oh, okay, I can repeat it quickly. Just the idea is that if you die, you have to be able to revive yourself. That's one of the key parts of being a legend.
0: Yep.
1: So, it's just
0: okay. So it is an teach. It is just you, you. have created a permanent. Uh, uh, you have created a resurrection spell that is set to auto cast when you die. Yes.
1: You have and to there- be able to do that somehow. If you can't revive yourself then you can't become a lich. You have to be you have to have some way to do it. And it doesn't have to be from that class either. It's mm-hmm. just that's the easiest way to do it because it already happens to have that built in if you study necromancy as a summoner, then you have a way to revive yourself. You don't have to do it. You can actually play like another class and learn to revive somehow. And then play a summoner that is not a, a necromancer and Still become a lich. It just gets really weird if you do that. But you can do it.
0: I'm just imagining some druid reincarnation class that has a lich set up. It's just like, yeah. (laughs) There is a druid reincarnation ability. No, there, there wouldn't necessarily be.
1: I don't remember off the top of my head. I don't think there is, but there might be. I'd have to double check. I've been I was
0: just wondering where the other self revives live because
1: uh there's at least one with the Rectora, which are basically priests. There's one with the beguilers because they interact with fate. Um The Rogues oh, okay. actually Rogues actually get one because they're Reaper. Um, the Reapers are based on them and they basically just like let's let's solve death like not like cure it we don't care about curing it but like let's solve it as a puzzle like we don't understand it let's just understand everything there is about it of course we're going to need lots of test subjects and you've just been voluntold Uh,
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) that is what that was what reefer implied (laughs) to me congratulations you're helping you're helping the cause which is me writing my doctoral thesis on the nature of death Uh, (laughs) i'll be sure to include you in the thanks um uh, yep
1: yep Yep. It, it it is kind of weird but the rogue rogues have an option that they can go into that they can revive allies or themselves and do all sorts of weird stuff with that they can even do like the really fucking difficult thing uh that normally only deities can do of reviving a target that has actually lost their soul entirely like normally that's permanent death they can actually bypass that because they have studied it enough that they actually understand how to to mess with that aspect of death
0: how to steal How to steal a soul back? The answer may surprise you.
1: <laughs> they don't really steal it back. Basically what they do is they sacrifice a, a portion of their own soul and they basically recreate you based on their own memories. But because of the nature of how they do that, you lose a small portion of your personality and it's replaced with a portion of theirs.
0: Oh, okay. That that's not that could cause zero problems and is a perfect method of revival with no flaws.
1: Oh no, it's it's a terrible thing. You're not supposed to do that.
0: <laughs> well, no, it, it, it has no flaws because they're more like the rogue, and the rogue is great.
1: Yeah, yeah, but in terms of game mechanics, it just means that one of your personality quirks just gets removed and replaced with theirs
0: terrifying that's actually real that's actually uh given how far, with some of those personality quirks are it's like yes uh, the,
1: this is, is not simple. something you should be doing on a regular basis like if you lose your soul this is normally game over for real it's one of the rare ways you can actually end this game so if you have the ability to bypass that it's something you should not be using on a regular basis
0: unless you want a party of entire of entirely the rogue in various in various uh yeah, I'm they trying to fight various... cloning
1: themselves huh they become they they essentially clone themselves eventually
0: yeah they clone themselves in various weird skin suits i was trying to figure out a less creepy way to say that but no no there's
1: really no way to do that and that's kind of intentional this is supposed to be yeah. something that you do not want to do if you if you die and get revived by a reaper, usually, well, by default it'd do like three times, but you'd probably develop more personality quirks over the game by then. Um, but yeah, if you die three times by default and revived by the reaper, then you have become their character, not yours. You have lost your character's personality in the process. This is bad. You are not playing the character you started out anymore.
0: Yes, especially given what some of the core tenets of Saorsa. What I will say is the is the cult that is all the the cult of Dave is is truly the most terrifying thing that exists in Saursa, <laughs> and, and uh, I and I fear that god quite a bit.
1: Yeah, so that 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 is a kind of thing, but it's like this is what happens when you. Th- construct your metaphysics you can actually build these kinds of concepts into your game and make it more interesting and it's honestly a lot of them are just like it started out as like oh this was naturally grown it just kind of inferred as existing and when but it's when you start thinking about it more clearly and you actually sit down for a while and what would this actually look like can i intentionally build this into the game and build mechanics and uh setting pieces off of it yeah you actually get some really interesting things i find like why abstract hit points as like some vague concept when you can actually explicitly say exactly what they are and just just run with the idea it's actually a lot more interesting that way
0: well, it does somewhat limit the types of stories you can tell, but that's pretty much the only justification. Anyway, in,
1: in some ways, but I mean, if you're using metaphysics yeah. in your game, you probably have. Which is a not to say content.
0: that does not have a wide variety of silly stories that can tell, despite the fact that its premise is always the same. In with like 16 asterisks is behind it. <laughs> <laughs> the premise is always the same. Except liter- except it becomes a very different game to, to, uh, unless you are running it with the exact same group. And even then, it, if there's a different guardian angel. And
1: even then, go, like,
0: even then.
1: Even then, it can wind out very differently. Or it should. Yeah. I actually had a player talking about it today, and they're like, you know, I just kind of realized that. If you're playing a saorsa game you could totally just play like a character who their entire story arc is just they want to join like a debate club and then they go around the world debating people and the game mechanics actually allow this and would make it fun to play
0: in fairness i have uh, i have also actually played that game the character in a game that wasn't designed rounded and that was also fun but for the wrong reason (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh debate club is a really weird way of saying wander wandering philosopher but i feel like they're basically the same thing actually
1: it's it's kind of the same thing except like as a philosopher, you don't necessarily have to argue with other people.
0: You can argue with yourself, yes.
1: Exactly. Yep. Just shadow boxing off ideas. But yeah, I <laughs> I think I think I'm more or less happy with covering up the topic unless there's anything else you want to add.
0: Okay. Uh, I have one question for you that I want to ask before we call it, but and that is, outside of your, your beautiful pet project, which you love dearly and does everything perfectly? It doesn't. <laughs> what is your favorite example of intentionally designed metaphysics in a game?
1: Ooh. hmm. I... I think... I would actually say, anima beyond fantasy, and their magical distinctions like there's um there's every magical tree, so like shadow magic or earth magic or necromancy, whatever, all of them ha- are on a scale of zero to one hundred as you get higher. Tears, then you unlock new spells and such. Everything up to 80 is available to mortals. When you get to 81 to 90, it's high magic, which is basically like elder spells, like the things you would expect, like a lich or a thousand year old mage to be able to cast, kind of thing. Like, you're basically demigod quality. The 91 to 100 level of spells are always god tier. This is things like, in the creation tree, you might have something like, oh, I can create a table at a low level. When you get up to like their 100 tier spell, it's literally create a planet. You can create everything on that planet. Here's like an absurd amount of creation points using the system to design stuff, you have basically free reign to make whatever you want on the planet. You can create a new species from scratch that just exists. That's like a level 90 spell. So, yeah, they actually have clearly defined tiers, and it is defined in the game world that you cannot get past these tiers normally like you are limited to 80 unless you do some stuff that basically creates yourself as being a higher being like you have to do something so that you are no longer merely like a human or whatever you started off as to progress beyond these things Mm -hmm.
0: Okay, uh, my favorite is the command lore skill from Fellowship, and that is, uh, and that, in the text of that is: when someone asks something about your character or your people, tell them. When you ask about another character or their people, they will tell you. When you ask the over, about the Overlord, they alone may choose not to answer. If. <laughs> overlord choose. is. Yeah, may you choose the overlord is the is the GM player.
1: I see. See, I would I would put a caveat on that, in that they also do not have to answer truthfully, unless that uh, is uh, not a caveat that the others have to. Like they uh, have to answer, but they don't have to answer accurately.
0: Uh, I feel like misinformation is against the spirit of fellowships, uh, the nature of discovery in fellowship, is what I will say to that as an answer. You cannot properly collaborate if one player is giving false information, which is why they have the option to say no. But yes, I hope that that, and good night, everyone. Thank you. Uh, this is Catrice this has been Debora and Patrice as an episode.
1: I don't know why you've subjected yourself to this. I I assume you're a massive... Honestly,
0: I don't think this is the worst episode we've done.
1: It's probably not, but still, um, good on you. Um, you get pats like good girl or good boy or whatever it is that you want to hear. Be for enduring this. You totally. You totally rocked it by, you know, sticking through to the end somehow. Unless you skipped ahead to the end, then, um, yeah, you need to go flog yourself. With a fish.
0: Okay. Anyway, bye.